You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 114 and we are finally talking Super Mario Sunshine for the ill-fated Nintendo GameCube. The little system that could but nobody let it. I fucking love that thing. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had intentions of dropping a couple of Mario-centric episodes this month uh, before Nintendo's Direct last week, partially because I had faith Nintendo would come through and do something for Mario's 35th anniversary, and partially because I just always want an excuse to talk more Mario here on the podcast. Uh, and with Nintendo announcing the Mario 3D All-Stars compilation package uh, that's coming out in like a week from the time you're hearing this, if you heard this the day it went live, I figured now it's a great time to finally talk about the weird Uncle Frank of the Mario library, which is Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, my guest this week, uh, returning to the show, is Bradley McHugh. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, we had a couple of very different opinions about this game, which very rarely happens 
on Remember the Game. It feels like 99% of the time it's either a good game and we both talk about how much we love it, or it's a bad game and we both talk about how much it sucks. Mario Sunshine was pretty divisive. There were things Brad liked and things Bradley didn't like, and there were things that I liked and things I didn't like, and they were kind of the opposite of each other. Uh, So I really hope you enjoy that chat slash argument slash debate slash possibly somewhat drunken uh, hopefully coherent rambling that is going to be this week's episode of the show. But before we get into Mario Sunshine, it is time for our fabled Remember the Game intro. Uh, ginormous shout out to Sonic Adventure, formerly of Sega Dreamcast fame, for edging out Metroid Fusion uh, for this month's Patreon poll. Every month, our Patreons vote for a game that I haven't played that you, the listeners of Remember the Game, have asked us to cover on the show, and the winner of the poll gets its own episode of the podcast once I sit down and play the game. So a Sonic Adventure episode of Remember the Game is coming in the next few weeks. Uh, Quite frankly, a Metroid Fusion episode is probably coming eventually too because I really want to play that game. Um, And also, for the record, before we get into the normal stuff here on the intro, I'm fully aware that the Xbox Series S price has dropped. Uh, Hopefully by the time you guys hear this, if not, then by the end of the week, we will probably have Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 pricing as well. It looks like the first domino has fallen. Shit's going to hit the fan. We're not going to really focus on that on this podcast. We're going to break all that down on Game Patch, which is our weekly news podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts, and new episodes go live every single Monday. Or you can sign up for our Patreon, and you'll get it three days early. You'll get Game Patch delivered right to your phone or iPad or whatever Friday morning. Kick off your weekend with some gaming news, just like Doxer and Danny Vega did, our two newest Patreons. Thank you guys both very, very much. We have over 100 supporters over there now. Two bucks every month gets you early access to Game Patch, exclusive access to our Patreon show expansion pass, the ability to submit comments to our podcasts, and so much more. Patreon.com slash remember the game. You guys, the support helps me and the show so much more than you know. If you if you like what we do, please consider it. It's only two dollars. Most Patreons charge five bucks plus to get a hold of all the stuff I'm giving away for two dollars because I'm a horrible businessman and I really need your support. Uh, Last Sunday's expansion pass, we reviewed High Score, the Netflix video game documentary series. And this week, for episode 25, I think I'm going to review the new Battletoads game. Uh, I asked the Patreons over uh, on the Patreon page in a poll, do you want it covered? Because I know Xbox makes up the smallest chunk of our Patreon pie, or our listener pie here. Uh, 87% of you voted that you did want a Battletoads 2020 review. So that's going to happen this Sunday. And if you're in the 13%, please don't yell at me. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you the week after, I promise. We'll come up with something you like. Uh, And finally, I stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 11 Mountain Time, which is 7 to 10 Pacific, and it's 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we've had a lot of people coming by this week, and they just it's been really fun. Everyone just joking around in the stream and talking video games and listening to me swear and suck at video games. So uh, if you're interested in that, look for Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game. It's free, hit follow, and then every time I pop in there to stream video games and chat with whoever wants to chat, you'll see a little notification telling you, hey, Adam's online making an ass of himself. Come say hi. I would really, really appreciate it if you did that. Okay, Let's get into the show. Uh, I like to start with a few comments and questions from our Patreons in a little segment that we call Blowing in the Cartridge. Even though it was pointed out last week, you should never blow in your cartridge. We're still going to keep calling the, the 
segment that because I'm not going to call the segment sticking Q-tips in my Patreons. That's not fucking happening. Um, and admittedly, a lot of the comments this week are about modern gaming news, which is totally cool. Like I mentioned, though, I am going to save most of my thoughts on the Xbox Series S reveal for Game Patch this week. Uh, I'm hoping we're seeing a little bit more news by the time I record that so I can just break all of it down. But I will quickly just say... My first impression is very positive. I love the price. I like the design, even though most people don't. That will be the Xbox that I will probably be buying as I'm a digital gamer. But we'll get more into that on Game Patch in a few days. So with that said, let's blow in the cartridge. And the first letter I wanted to read this week, the first comment is from Andre, uh, a.k.a. SJA Flash, over at the Patreon device. And he said, My biggest shameful secret is having never completed any of the 3D Mario games. I've played them all, but I've never seen any of them through to completion. The announcement of Mario 3D All-Stars is breathtaking, and I vow to use this opportunity to correct my mistakes of the past. Thank you, Nintendo, for saving 2020. Uh, Thanks for writing in, dude. And first of all, Flash, uh, it took a lot of courage for you to stand up there on the internet and admit that you've never finished a 3D Mario game. Um, and I actually want to do that as an episode of Expansion Pass in the coming weeks, like a Confessions episode, where we can just admit our deep, dark gaming secrets. It'll be a judgment-free zone. So that's going to come up in the next few weeks. Uh, but tip of my hat to Flash. Uh, I guess if you haven't seen the news, by some chance, Nintendo announced last week that they're releasing a compilation game on September 18th for the Nintendo Switch that's going to contain Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. Um, we'll get into the weirdness of the limited time, uh, availability of it and everything like that on game patch. But for the most part, I'm pretty goddamn excited about this game. And apparently so is flash. And apparently so is everybody else. It seems to be all everyone's talking about this week. Um, I honestly don't know who should be more excited about 3d all-stars. I don't know if it should be people that have played these games before know what they're getting and are excited to play them again. Or if it's people that are about to experience these titles for the very first time, I think probably, I would have to imagine people that have played them are maybe a little more excited because you know just where you're getting your hands on, but I think it's going to be more special for people that have never played these games before, never finished them. I do wonder if the controls are going to feel a little ancient, particularly on Mario 64 and Mario Sunshine, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We only have to wait like another week by the time you're hearing this. You might be hearing this after it came out if you're catching up on old episodes, so that's pretty fucking exciting. Uh, Dave McGee wrote in on Patreon to uh, talk in Mario 3D All-Stars as well. And Dave said, so finally Nintendo gave us something that we all wanted, Mario 3D All-Stars. I am so excited for this. I'm sure you are as well. But with that said, there seems to be some that are upset with the lack of Mario Galaxy 2. Now I get that they can't add everything. I'm fine without it. But what are your thoughts on the omission of Mario Galaxy 2? Uh, thanks for writing in, Dave. Uh, I... I gotta say, I love how many comments and messages I've seen about Mario 3D All-Stars. Like, people are excited. Nintendo's gonna make a zillion dollars selling us their old games again. That's all they're doing, is they're just selling us old games. We're all gonna buy them. They're gonna make a billion dollars, and we're gonna smile while we do it because it's fucking Nintendo. Uh, listen, <clears throat> I would have loved to have seen Mario Galaxy 2 in this package as well. I know a lot of people are upset that it wasn't included. It's a great game. And you're more than entitled to voice that opinion and say, I wish Mario Galaxy 2 had been included in the package. I get it, okay? But here's the thing, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I know some of our listeners feel strongly about this and are very disappointed that Galaxy 2 isn't there. If you think it's a ripoff that Mario Galaxy 2 isn't included in this package, don't buy it and send Nintendo a message. There simply is not a better way to send a message to a business as a consumer than with your wallet. 
All right. There's that's that's the bottom line out of this. Okay. Because if you go online and you complain and piss and moan that Galaxy Two isn't included, and then you buy it on day one anyway. I'm not trying to be a dick, but your complaint has no value. It's just that simple. You just, you, it's casually saying, I wish Galaxy 2 had been included, and then buying it anyway is totally fine because you weren't that upset in the first place. But if you are one of these people and they are out there blowing up social media and blowing up Reddit, Nintendo is so greedy and stupid and this is bullshit. Where's Galaxy 2? What the fuck? Emoji, emoji, emoji. And then you give them 60 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever it's worth where you are next week. You just like to complain, but you don't want to actually do anything about it. That's the way I strongly, I strongly feel that way. Strongly feel that way. And it's not greedy of Nintendo to not include Mario Galaxy 2. Like, I'm sorry, but it's not. It's business. I would love Mario 2 to be existed in the, Mario Galaxy to be in this too, but it's just business. Nintendo knows damn well they can sell Galaxy 2 down the road for additional money, and that's what companies do. That's what they're going to do, all right? I'm pro-consumer, but I'm also willing to look at the big picture from this side of a business. And if you think Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy for 60 bucks is a ripoff, then I don't know what to tell you. That's a smoking deal. It's three great, long, big, full-fledged games for $20 each. Or like 27 bucks each here in Canada or whatever the fuck it is. It's still a great deal. Okay, you're welcome to your opinion, you're welcome to complain, but if you talk the talk and then you don't walk the walk, then your talk just doesn't mean much. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Like, I've gone against my don't pre-order stance that I always take when it comes to video games, and I've pre-ordered this because I know I want it, I know the games are quality. If you want to complain about the limited time offer aspect of it, that's a whole different argument. We'll get into that on Game Patch this week, but I, yeah... That's just where I come across on the Mario Galaxy 2 thing. Thanks for writing in, Dave. Good question. Thanks, buddy. Uh, my boy Todd wrote in, and Todd said, Hey, guys, I'm throwing this out there to the Remember the Game crew. Does anyone remember playing an adventure pirate game on the PlayStation 1 called Overboard or Shipwreckers? was the North American title. I'm just curious to see who's played this little charmer of a game because at the moment, every time I mention it, no one has heard of it. Uh, thanks for writing in Todd. So here's the thing. Todd DM'd me on Patreon about this game a few days ago and asked if I'd ever heard of it. I'd ever played it. And I told him, I'm sorry. I've never even heard of that game. So if any of you have heard of slash played slash liked slash didn't like slash know of the game called Overboard or Shipwreckers on the PS1, please yell at me and let me know so that I can let Todd know that he's not alone because he's just sitting down there in Australia being sad because nobody else knows of this game that he knows of. So let me know if any of you have heard of this game. I'm just curious, all right? And then finally, before we move on to play one, remake one, erase one, Gary C. wrote in with a damned fine question that uh, relates to retro games. It ties in current events. It checks every box. It scratches the itch. So with all that said, it's letter time. It's letter time. And this leak's letter comes in from Gary C. over on Patreon. And Gary says... Buzz for Tony Hawk Pro Skater is massive, and I'm interested in the growing trend of game remakes that has been happening over the recent years. This generation, there seems to have been loads, including Final Fantasy VII, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Crash Bandicoot, Crash Team Racing, Spyro the Dragon, Link's Awakening, and that's just off the top of my head. Do other retro gamers keep both games, and will the original ones still get played, I wonder? I guess those that are reimagined are different enough to warrant owning both, but what do you think? 
This is an interesting discussion, Gary. Thanks for writing in. Thanks for asking. I've actually thought about this quite a bit myself. When a game like the Tony Hawk games get remastered or a game like Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out, does it render the original version obsolete? Um, and I think you've got the right point of view when it comes to this, Gary, at least, at least in my opinion, a remaster. Cause there's a, like, that's the thing. And we all use the term so loosely and we just throw around the word remaster and the word remake and it all, you know what I mean? It all just kind of blends together, but they're two very different things. A remaster, I say in air quotes that you can't see, uh, like the Tony Hawk games, like the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, where it's basically still the same engine under the hood, but with a new paint job and everything is awesome. I do feel in some instances, games like these make the original versions somewhat more forgettable and borderline not unplayable, but you don't have the urge to go back to them, right? I understand the nostalgic ties to the original games. And if you're a collector, you're certainly not going to blow the Crash Bandicoots or the Tony Hawk games out of your collection because you've got the remakes now, the remasters now, pardon me. Um, I totally get that, right? But like, if I can play the Crash Bandicoot remasters and get the exact same experience as playing the original games, but cleaned up, better looking, maybe more save points or whatever, I have very little interest in tracking down the original games to play them if I don't already own them in a physical collection, like very little interest. Like if, if, if I can play the crash bandicoot and that's just the one I'm using for the sake of this example, but I can play the crash bandicoot remakes on my PlayStation right now. So if Sony rolled out the original PlayStation, the original crash bandicoot PlayStation games and said, Hey, for five bucks each, you can buy these, but I already have the insane trilogy, which are just a better way to experience the same game. I have very little interest. And I do think Outside of physical collectors, remastered games are going to kill off some original versions of games because there's no reason to go back to them. I absolutely agree with you. However, when it's a full-blown remake, that's a whole different story. The Resident Evil 2 remake, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, those are entirely new experiences and new games just based on old ones. And to be honest with you, like when I was playing the Final Fantasy VII remake, it made me want to go back and play the original version of Final Fantasy VII more, just so I could see how big a difference there was. Difference there was, and it made me nostalgic for those old games, new game mechanics, story elements, etc., stuff like that. That's a completely different ball game. You're getting two completely different experiences instead of just playing through the same game twice, like you would be with Tony Hawk or Crash Bandicoot the remasters. Uh, you know, I haven't played the Resident Evil 2 remake, although I really want to. Uh, I play something like that, and then PlayStation offers me the original Resident Evil 2 for like 10 bucks or whatever. I'm probably going to consider it because I want to see the difference between then and now. Whereas, again, with the Crash Bandicoot example, I have no interest in playing the same game, just uglier. So for me, a remaster eliminates most of my urge to go back and play the original version of a game. A remake makes me want to play the original game more in some instances. I hope that makes sense. So I wonder if you guys feel the same way. Let me know because I really have thought about that myself in the past. Great question, Gary. Uh, congrats on your nomination and your winning of Letter Time Letter this week. All right, that is enough blowing in the cartridge. Let's get on to our smash hit segment. Play one, erase one, remake one. I'm going to cue up some retro music here. Massive thank you to Classic Concentration from the original NES for unknowingly providing us with the new theme music of Play One, Remake One, Erase One. Uh, the rules to this game are very simple. Each week, I give our listeners three retro games. They can play one game the way it was released. They can remake another one as a current modern-gen video game. 
and the third game is erased from all history forever. And this week, it's the Final Fantasy edition. We are I eliminated Final Fantasy VII as we've already gotten our full-blown remake already. It kind of makes it ineligible. Uh, so I went with what many consider, myself included, the three best Final Fantasy games aside from VII, which are Final Fantasy II-4, Final Fantasy III-6, and Final Fantasy IX. And quickly, if you don't know, Final Fantasy IV was a re- released here in North America as Final Fantasy II. Final Fantasy VI was released here as Final Fantasy III. Maybe it was in other places as well. I don't know. But that's why we call them 2-4 and 3-6. Um, I hate talking about those two games because as much as I adore both of them, you always have to do that little exclamation and it's, a, it's annoying. Uh, and for the record, almost everyone yelled at me this week when they answered it, said it was the hardest one. That's what I'm shooting for with these. Although, I'm, so what I was thinking, maybe in the next week or two, I'm going to do a bad game edition where you can get rid of one, you can fix one, and you're stuck playing the third. Maybe I'll try that next week with a couple of bad games instead. Um, as always, there are no wrong answers here, but there is a correct one. And I'll tell you what it is in just a few minutes. I want to get through some of your replies first. We got a ton of responses, as always, over on Patreon. I can't read all of them, but I am going to get to a few of them before I tell you the right answer. Thanks to everyone that wrote in. By far the segment that gets the most uh, replies, the most uh, comments from you guys. By far the most popular one, which I fucking love. So let's play Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And the first person to write in was Miklos Blackshaw, frequent guest of the show. Miklos said, <clears throat> first of all, fuck you. Play 3 slash 6, this game is a masterpiece. Remake 9, it is the best ever Final Fantasy. It needs to get remade, preferably for the Switch. And delete 2 slash 4, because fuck you, this is entirely for spite for putting all these together. Uh, (laughs) Now listen, you guys, Miklos is a good friend of mine. He's a regular here on the show. Uh, He's a Patreon supporter, and he knows of my admiration for Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, so he's killing it completely out of spite. That is a cold-blooded approach but he showed his work and I can live slash respect with his take. And I also agree with what he said. Final Fantasy IX is the best Final Fantasy ever. Jeffrey Mathis wrote in on Patreon and Jeffrey said, damn, Adam, you are going to start a war with this one. Play Final Fantasy VI because it's perfect. Remake Final Fantasy IX and erase Final Fantasy IV. It pains me to erase this game, but seeing as they did a very nice DS port for it, it would I would like to see something else get the remake treatment. So Jeffrey has the same order as Miklos, but with a far, far less venom on it. Uh, instead of punishing 4 to get back at me, Jeffrey would eliminate 4 because a port already exists, which is an incredibly interesting loophole to the game. If you eliminate the original Final Fantasy 4, does the remake still exist? And I'm never going to answer that question. I like people being able to play with their own rules and kind of decide what they want to do with this. So that's a pretty interesting take, Jeffrey. Yamcha wrote in, and he has a... I assume it's a he. I shouldn't say that. Uh, I shouldn't... As I don't know for sure. Yamcha has a loophole as well, just like Jeffrey, but it's a completely different loophole. And Yamcha said, okay, this one is pretty easy, although I do love them all. Erase 9, play 3, remake 2. Because once they make... Once they remake Final Fantasy 2, they're certainly going to come up with a remake of 3. So Yamcha is tossing away 9 like an old banana peel... Yamcha's playing three and Yamcha's remaking two with the thought process that a remake of two will inevitably lead to a remake of three Resident Evil style. 
I don't agree with the Final Fantasy IX dismissal. That hurts a little bit. But I absolutely get what you're throwing down, and I think that's a perfectly legitimate loophole to the rules here at Play One, Remake One, Erase One. So well done, Yamcha. And speaking of people dismissing Final Fantasy IX, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT wrote in, and Jeff said, Erase Nine, Play Two, Remake Three. Imagine Final Fantasy III redone with a modern Final Fantasy VII remake style. So Jeff's take is totally fine. I have no problem with any of those orders or anything like that. But then he replied to his comment with another little comment that had a little heat on it. And Jeffrey said, also, Final Fantasy IX is overrated. I'll take Final Fantasy VII or X over it any day. Uh, now, I Jeff, thanks for writing in, Jeff. I welcome any and all opinion And I respect a gamer that's willing to take a stand on calling a popular game overrated, as I often do with Ocarina of Time. So I have no problem with that. All that said, like, ah, it's not overrated, Jeff. Fuck. I can, ah, that hurts me. I can live with someone saying they prefer to play Final Fantasy VII over Final Fantasy IX. I know the emotional attachment people have to Final Fantasy VII completely makes sense, but not Final Fantasy X. Eventually, we're going to do an episode about this of this show about Final Fantasy X, and everyone's going to yell at me when I voice my opinions on that game and fucking, ha, 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 fucking Titus. But you stood up for what you believe in, Jeff. And while I may not agree with what you have to say, sir, I will defend to the death your right to say it. So thanks for writing in, even if you're wrong. Um, a few more, and then I will get to my answers myself. OG Big Titus wrote in and said, play Final Fantasy IV. It is still fun, and it's my favorite story out of the three, and anyone who erases Palum and Porum is the worst. Remake Final Fantasy VI. It can keep the gameplay intact. I would just love to see the world come to life in a remake. And erase Final Fantasy IX just because the world would be a happier place without Quina in it. Uh, thank you for writing in, Titus. I agree with almost everything you said aside from the order you put the three games in. Final Fantasy IV is the best story of the three, and Palum and Porum are first ballot Remember the Game Hall of Famers, which is something we should probably do soon. I'm going to start a Remember the Game Hall of Fame eventually. Uh, also, as much as I like Final Fantasy IX, Queen, Queenwa? Queena? Or whatever the fuck that thing is called is Final Fantasy IX's Kite Sith, which I also don't know how to say. Stupid weird names, kind of pudgy, useless in combat. Don't like either of those characters. So good take, Titus. I can I can get behind your logic there. Dave McGee wrote in and said, this one is actually really tough because I love all three of them. You are evil, sir. I would remake 2 slash 4. That game is almost perfect in my eyes. The storyline between Cecil and Kane and just Kane's story alone is so amazing. And then I'm not going to read the last little part of your comment just so I don't spoil it for anyone that hasn't played it. Uh, that's That was me weighing in on his comment. Uh, Dave continues and says, play Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 because I, can st- I still play it once every year. And as much as I hate to say this, erase 9 simply because of little things like super slow loading into a battle and I never did beat this one. Please don't block me again. Uh, <laughs> thanks for writing in, Dave. And every time Dave comes by my Twitch stream, I threaten to block him for something that he says. Uh, but you have sound logic all around. There's nothing block worthy there. Although not finishing Final Fantasy IX is going to get you a warning, it's not worthy of getting you completely blocked. So that's a good take uh, by Dave. I appreciate it. And I'm sorry I didn't read all your comment, Dave. I just didn't want to spoil a couple of big storyline twists in Final Fantasy II. Um, okay. Sorry, I'm not going to read everyone. There's just way too many replies this week. Keep them coming. Keep replying. I try to fit in different people's comments every week. You will get on the show, I promise, if you're on Patreon. Weigh in and say something, and I will find a way to get you on the show. One more, and then I'm going to give you my answer. 
Stupid Monkey wrote in and said, Ugh, fuck, man. This is a hard one, and I hope you stub your toe for putting this on us. <laughs> Play Final Fantasy IX because I never got around to finishing it like the heathen that I am. Remake 2 slash 4, just like the Final Fantasy VII remake because the story and emotions of this game are through the roof. And delete 3 slash 6 because I never played it as a kid or an adult, and the rules state one of them has to go. So I'm sorry, Tara, Shadow, and everyone else whom I'm way too lazy to look up the names of. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, stupid monkey. And aside from hoping that I stub my toe, which is a fate I would never wish on anyone, and aside from not finishing Final Fantasy IX or playing Final Fantasy III, which should be a criminal offense in the world of video games, your logic and the order you put behind these games is solid. That's what I would do as well. That is the correct answer. I would play Final Fantasy IX because I think it is the best Final Fantasy game ever made. For my money, I would not touch a hair on its head. I would remake Final Fantasy II. If you listen to the show with any regularity, you know that this is a show that got me in RPGs, and as much as I love that old pixel art style, and I know we've seen some Nintendo 64-esque style remakes of Final Fantasy 2, I want a full-blown Final Fantasy VII remake of this game. I think the story is great. The stuff with Kane, that alone would be phenomenal with a Final Fantasy VII remake. Throw in the Spoonie Bard scene, that would be so sick. That's the game I want. And then... I would sadly erase Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. And I know a lot of people say this is the best game in the series. Don't get mad at me. And I will say, this was the hardest erase call for any Play 1, Remake 1, Erase 1 that we've done so far. Um, when I come up with these and I post them on the Patreon page and on social media and ask you for your opinions, I don't even think about what my answers are going to be. I just want to make them hard. And then I'm like, I'll deal with it when it's time for me to say my answers. And this one, when it was time for me to say my answers, I was like, fuck, this is by far the hardest one that we've done so far. Uh, Final Fantasy 3 has literally done nothing wrong I, I feel sorry for it to be getting erased like it is it's just I have a deeper connection to 2 and I just think 9 is the better game so please don't stop listening to the podcast if you love Final Fantasy 3 I'm sorry it got, crossed in the, it got caught in the crosshairs I apologize I gotta say man this segment went from a maybe this will work idea to my absolute favorite segment on the show in 3 weeks I love all the opinions thanks for everyone that weighed in keep them coming play one remake one erase one every Wednesday here on Remember the Game. And that is enough of the nonsense. What have I been playing over the last week? And then we'll get into Mario Sunshine. Mostly Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's what I've been playing. It won our Patreon poll this month, or I guess last month. Uh, and like I said last week, in my let's what am I playing segment, uh, and I keep saying it, this game is really winning me over. GTA games have never clicked with me. They've never been my jam, but San Andreas is doing the job. It's it's hooked me. I, like I sit down planning to play for an hour, and then before I know it, I've lost two or three hours to this fucking game. I'm really liking it. I like the story. I like the characters. I love CJ. I don't think I'm going to have time to do everything in this game before we review it, but I do want to finish the main story at least, and then I'll probably go back and just keep fucking around with some of the side missions and stuff. We will be doing an episode uh, about GTA San Andreas in the next few weeks, so keep your eyes peeled for that if you like that game. I'm also playing a little Wasteland 3 as well. It dropped on Game Pass. I'm really, I, I really like it. I love the the story. Seems awesome. The universe is cool. The combat's really fun. It's a tactical game, uh, like Fire Emblem and XCOM when it comes to combat, which I love. But I really, I just want to finish San Andreas before I dive fully into the story of Wasteland 3 because it seems like a very immersive universe. So I'm going to get more into that hopefully in another week or so. And then I've been playing Mario All-Stars on my Switch since it dropped on the SNES Online. I finished Mario 1. I also finished Mario Lost Levels. Thank you very much. Over on Twitch. Classic Mario. It's as good as it gets. 
Uh, and before any of you ask, I have not played Tony Hawk Pro Skater Remake I, or Remaster, whatever. Uh, I want to, but the Nintendo announced the Mario 3D All-Stars pack, and I spent my Tony Hawk money over there instead. But I will be getting Tony Hawk eventually, I promise. If you're on the fence about it, I haven't even played it, and I can tell you to go ahead and pull the trigger because I haven't seen a bad review of it fucking anywhere. So um, I got to say, too, like, I just before we get into Mario Sunshine, like I'm thinking I might hold off on a PS5 and an Xbox Series X slash S for a few months after the launch. I mean, I'm on a limited budget right now, as you guys all know. I'm not crying or anything, but comedy is dead, so my income is taking quite a hit. And I think I'm gonna put that money just toward my Christmas shopping and my Christmas gifts. And as Patreon supporter Doxer mentioned last week in the blowing in the cartridge segment, like the launch of a new gen of consoles can be a phenomenal opportunity for you to go back and catch up on some current gen stuff that you missed out on. You can get the hardware cheaper. You can get most of the games dirt cheap. All the patches and everything are out. There's a ton of games to catch up on. I tweeted about it the other day, but ideally before I move on to next gen, I would like to play Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Days Gone, the Tony Hawk remakes, Gears Tactics, Resident Evil 2 remake, plus Crash 4 and Cyberpunk 2077 before I look into PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but I might just save some cash, let the release... Because like, the other thing is the release consoles on a new gen always have some bugs they got to work out, stuff like that. So I might just save some money, let them play out for four or five months and then look at them in the new year. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I say that now. I don't see if I actually have enough willpower to do that. Um, that's enough. Let's get into Mario Sunshine. We've been rambling for half an hour. As has become a tradition, one of the things I like to do before uh, I share my thoughts on a game is I like to give the Patreons the floor and let them share a few of their thoughts on the game we're talking about that week. So I'm going to start with Dave Thompson, who wrote in on Patreon and said, I never owned Mario Sunshine back in the day, but I did rent it a couple times from the old neighborhood Blockbuster. My memories of it are a great-looking game that was ultimately a disappointing follow-up to Mario 64 with a ridiculous inverted left-to-right camera system. I'm a proud inverted look guy, but I can never get why the horizontal inverted controls exist. They just mess me up something fierce. Uh, on a sidebar, interesting future topic, Adam, for Expansion Pass. What status, ailment, or effect does a game impose on a player that really throws them off? For me, it's inverting my controls temporarily. Drives me fucking nuts. Uh, thanks for writing in, Dave. Great point. And not to spoil the episode that we're about to do, but that inverted left-right camera with Mario Sunshine is my major sticking point with this game. And I am praying, fucking praying, that they make that an optional thing in the re-release. For the love of God, Nintendo, don't make us invert left and right on that fucking camera again. And Charlie M wrote in, and said, I love this game, and to be honest, it's the main reason I want the Mario 3D All-Star Collection. Galaxy might technically be better, but I was in college when that came out, so my nostalgia is way more with Mario Sunshine. I beat it, but I never 100%ed it. Now it's my chance with the collection. Also, the graphics, particularly the look of the water, were the best of its day. Uh, thanks for writing in, Charlie. And this is one of, if not the only Mario game that I haven't 100%ed myself is Mario Sunshine. So I was I was just so frustrated with the aforementioned camera that I said, fuck it. Uh, and I too would like to write that wrong with the 3D All-Stars pack. So I'm pretty excited about that myself. And then Doxer wrote in and Doxer said, I love Mario 64. I adore Mario Galaxy, but this package excites me because of Mario Sunshine because I never had a chance to play it. And even though the price here in Mexico is going to be stupid high, around the equivalent of 85 to $90 due to our stupid tax, I will be happy to pay it to play them. Maybe not day one, but week one for sure. Uh, thanks for writing in, Doxer. And that seems to be the consensus with a lot of people. Mario Sunshine was the one Mario game 
people missed out on. The, fuck the poor GameCube. So many people just missed out on that fucking thing. I love the GameCube. And I'm so happy that people are going to finally get a chance to experience Mario Sunshine for the first time. And to get you ready for it, we are finally going to talk Mario Sunshine right now. I'm going to cue up some music. And a couple of quick things before we go. My guest Bradley McHugh and I recorded this about a week before Nintendo announced the re-releases. I think I mentioned that during the podcast, but please don't yell at us. We did not know they were coming when we did this recording. And also, the booze was flowing during this show, so I hope the entire conversation is coherent. My apologies in advance if it is not. Let's talk Mario Sunshine, which originally released in North America on the Nintendo GameCube on August 26, 2002. Kick back, relax. Let's go visit El Defino or whatever the fuck that island is called. Here we go. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but... Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Oh boy, I sure like talking Mario games on this show, and I don't think, you. I do not think we have had, okay, I don't want to say it's controversial, because Mario is Missing wasn't controversial. Mario is Missing is just a taint wart on society, yeah. and it deserved everything it fucking got. This one's more polarizing than anything. This, boy, this one's going to be tough. Uh, joining me via the telephone device this week is longtime friend of the show, guest, Patreon supporter, confidant, and all, occasional lover, uh, my buddy... Bradley McHugh, how's it going, buddy? Good. You you forgot to mention huge Super Mario Sunshine fan. I did forget to mention that. Um, did forget to mention. Well, that. but I was trying to say all the good stuff about you. And so, no. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, and I want to get this. I I just I need the floor 
for 60 seconds to set the table before we get into this episode. Take it, monsieur. Anyone that, because I know we have a lot of new listeners. So here's the thing. If you are new to the show, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm a Mario fan. Mario is my favorite franchise. If I could only play one gaming series for the rest of my life, it'd be the Super Mario Brothers core platforming series. I have finished every game in the series. This was the one. This was the asterisk. This was the one blip on my record. I had never finished Mario Sunshine because I bought it for my GameCube when it came out, and I just could not wrap my head around the controls. And so I recently got a new copy. Massive thank you to longtime friend of the show, Taco Shirt Frick Chris, for gifting me a copy of Super you, Mario Chris. Sunshine for my GameCube. And I sat down and was like, God damn it, I'm going to finish this game so I can just, I've got the whole thing. I've finished every Mario game. I've never been more torn on whether or not I like a Mario game than I am with this one. And I and know I'm thing. not the only person. And I, here's the thing. As, as, a Mario, as a huge Super Mario Sunshine fan, I get it. I get it. The thing about it, though, is like, I do think I think there are people that write this game off because it's because of the mechan- like there it's are weird. reasons to write it off and I'm going to explain what those fucking reasons are but I, like people write it off because Mario uses a water pack or people write it off because it's not normal where you go around collecting mushrooms you know what I mean and doing the Mario stuff like that I don't think any of those are valid reasons to write this game off okay I, I like right like I like that they experiment quite frankly I thoroughly enjoy the concept of flood the water pack and what he does I think that's a great I, no, concept. I, I, I completely agree with that. I actually think that the concept as a whole is great. While fundamentally flawed, we'll get into that in a little bit. The idea of Mario going on a vacation and immediately being arrested because somebody dressed as Mario is putting graffiti all over the island is and like stealing shine sprites, that's a great idea. That's Absolutely. a great launch pad right there. Absolutely, because when you look back at the previous Mario games that we've had before this... Mario, like Mario, Super Mario Brothers, Lost Level, Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World, Super Mario 64, all of them involve Mario trying to take down Bowser and usually rescuing the princess. And then the other couple, like Mario Brothers 2, he was sleeping. But like most of the time, it's one of those two things. So you're right. I like the idea that they took him out of the Mushroom Kingdom. And like, dude, the game literally starts with them sitting on a plane, going to like this island for a vacation. And then he gets there and finds out that there's like a clone Mario that's causing all this trouble. And 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 then you got to do the thing where Mario saves everybody and saves the world. And I like the fact that they changed it up. I would never sit on this game for that. I think that's great. Quite frankly, I thought it's cool that for the first time, maybe ever, they finally put a story in a Mario game like a real story not just yeah, the, a princess is kidnapped you gotta save her i think I, and i think the story in this game is actually like pretty decent now here's here's the thing let me be real with you for a second adam when you told me i'm good that i'm gonna come on to your show and talk about super mario sunshine my first thought was i can't wait to blow smoke up this game's ass because i love this game <laughs> i really really love this game and then i was like let's just do a quick replay to make sure really quick that I do in fact love this game. Now, let me tell you something. I do love this game. I love this game a lot, actually. But upon an adult replay of this game, I have some problems. It's with got it. some issues. I get I that's the problem. It's, fun. it's got some it's issues. Fun. It's it's fun. But it's got the some idea, problems. 
The idea is fun, but here's where the idea is fundamentally flawed. Wait, wait, wait. Just quickly, just quickly. I just want to get this yeah. out of the way. As we record this, ladies and gentlemen, it's August 20th. So just between now and when this episode goes live, if Nintendo announces the long rumored re-release slash remake of this game on the Nintendo Switch, any of the issues that we're about to complain about hopefully have been fixed, but we do not know that that is coming. I just have to get that out there so that not everyone's pay- yelling here's at the- us. I like this game enough that I'd pay 80 bucks for a remake. Oh, I would too. Straight up. I, yeah. I, like, I actually really do like this game, but like, the thing is I can't get through this game without talking about the shit about this game I do not like. Yeah, that's the thing is I don't know if there's been a Mario game in the history of the franchise that just desperately needs a new uh, coat of paint. Because like, there's yeah. a great game in there but it's just got these fucking warts that I cannot look past. Like, well, and I and like the thing is, the thing is, I love Mario sixty four. That's like one of the best games of all time. And like, uh, as far as like the three D Mario platforming games, like the collectathon Mario games go, this is the worst one for sure. Between this Mario sixty four, the Galaxy games, and Odyssey. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I mean, it, it kicks your shit out of 3D Mario World or whatever that game was. Whoa, whoa. The Wii U one? the shit out of that game. The Wii U one? Yeah, it kicks the uh, shit out of the Bradley. Wii U. Bradley. This okay. game kicks... No, that no, one's it does fine. Not, that sir. one bleeds mediocrity, but we'll get into that another time. We will get into it because I like that game. This game... No, okay, listen. All right. All right, fine. If we're putting our cards on the you want, table... You want to play this game, Adam? You yeah. want to play this game? All right, let's do it. You love this game so much. Let's fucking get into it. If your goddamn camera worked, Bradley, then maybe this game would have a chance. But the fact that your oh, camera's is, broken is, right out of the gate ruins, it ruins the, the whole experience. It is, that is the problem. That's the number one. I have three big problems with this game, and that is forefront. The camera, and here's the thing, is that I saw you bitching about the camera on Twitter, and I'm like, wow, this guy sucks. And then I started playing the game again, and I'm like... Oh no, the camera's really bad. Dude, I forgot about that. Because here's the thing I played this on the GameCube when it came out. I had a GameCube. I bought this game because it was Mario and I love Mario. And then I never finished it. And and all these years later, because I hadn't even played this, I hadn't fired this game up again since. And all these years later, I was thinking to myself, like, well, I mean, it came out like in 02. I was 19. That was kind of my bar hopping. I was young and stupid and drinking. I was like, maybe that's why I didn't finish it. Because that, that was kind of a time where I drifted away from games a little bit. Because I was discovering the bars and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe that's why. And then I fired this game back up. And I'm literally 30 seconds into the game. And I realized that that fucking camera is inverted on left and right. You push the joystick left, the camera goes right. You push the joystick right, the camera goes left. And there's no option to change it. And I was like... That's actually that's actually not even my big problem with the camera, but I'll let you finish. Oh, I was like, that's why I didn't finish this game. Because it took... I, 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 You guys, I can't... There's no hyperbole here. There's no exaggeration. It probably took me 15 hours to get my brain to just stop fucking around with the camera and i couldn't play any other 3d games with a camera while i was playing this because i was like every like i was playing halo it would reset yeah, yeah it would reset your brain i would when i didn't feel like playing mario sunshine i'd play halo and i was like dude i can't do this because now in halo i'm trying to make the camera go left and right and stuff like that so i was like i, I gotta just i gotta focus on mario sunshine and get through this and it took me so long and i can live with inverted controls on up like when it, when it's up i don't know which one's y and which one's x but i 
I can live with inverted controls when it's up and down. Most games give you the option to change it. And even if it does it, I can usually get my brain to reprogram in about half an hour and be like, all right, I get it. That's okay. But the left and right thing, I just, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. I don't get why they thought that was, I don't, I don't get it. It's game breaking. It's here's the just game breaking. We're, we're going to bitch about Mario Sunshine for a few minutes here because here's the thing is that the inverted camera isn't even my problem with the camera. I don't get what, I don't, what the fuck. I don't man. mind the inverted camera, but here's what I do mind. The fucking auto-adjusting camera. Mm-hmm. And the auto-adjusting camera, the auto-adjusting camera without actual like brain cells behind it and there's a particular level in this game called Peanut Park, which I really like, but because it's like an amusement park, because there's so many different like pieces of scenery, they fucking get in the way. Oh, dude, is that the one that's, where you, you try to go up that fucking roller coaster? Dude, that's the oh. worst one. That is the worst level in the game, is when you're trying to fix the Ferris wheel, and but the fucking camera keeps auto-adjusting to the front of the Ferris wheel where you're at the back, and all you can see is Mario's shadow and fucking all you can see is the front of the Ferris wheel. And you're like, why the fuck would I play this? Yeah, I can't. Why would I have fun? I can't. Because here's the thing. Is that you had mentioned that Mario 64 is like is an all-time classic. And listen, like if, you haven't, if you're newer to the show, we reviewed Mario 64 back on episode 50. And I had teased in the months leading up to that episode that I was going to rip Mario 64 apart. Because I don't particularly like Mario 64. But then we got to episode 50 and I we got talking about it. And I was like... Even I can't deny this game's greatness and what it did for gaming and the 3D revolution, and I, I get all of that. But I Mario do. Mario 64 is a masterpiece. Oh no, it's not. I'm not going to get into yeah, this. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. But but I don't know. No, I don't no. know if I call this one a masterpiece. Oh, this seems not a masterpiece. But I, I, would, I still think it's good. But but when I would play Mario 64, you had to work the camera with the four yellow buttons, the C buttons, and it was like yeah. all we need. Like so, when the GameCube came out and the joystick, it had the dual joysticks and stuff. It was like, oh, okay. Well, now the camera should be fine because now instead of having to do it with these four <laughs> weird buttons, we have an analog stick that should be able to just steer my camera. And you're right. Not yeah. only is the left and right backwards, which makes no fucking sense, but whatever. That camera constantly moves on its own. It gets stuck on things, and it's like, dude, you guys, you guys literally like Mar like I it, fuck. It hurts my heart to rip on Mario. But I'm like, you guys literally wrote the book on how to make a 3D platformer with a camera that works. Like you, like you had Lakito in Mario 64 flying around with the camera, teaching us how to work it because we'd never done it. You invented this. So if anyone should be able to just level this up to the next generation of games, it should be Nintendo because it's like you guys literally taught us how to do this, and then the Look, camera was broken, and without a Look camera, at Nintendo. It's 2002. If you could just make a camera and not fuck it up, then the game will be fun. Yeah. That's like, all there is to it. You guys you guys wrote the book on cameras, and then they, they gave us an analog stick, and it was like, all right, well, we got an analog stick now. That should work for the camera. This joystick, I mean, the GameCube controller is immaculate. We're like, so we all love this controller. We've got a yes. second joystick that's dope. I got a new setting and stuff that seems like a lot of fun. And the camera is as fucked as it gets. And to me, you know what really sucks? Because you mentioned this is the worst of the 3D, like of that core Mario franchise. And it's I like, agree. and it doesn't like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. 
Because the concept no, behind agree. this game is a lot of fun. It's just so broken. It's super, it's super unique. It's fun. One thing I will give this game is that even for a game that came out 18 years ago, it's fucking beautiful. I agree with it's that. Like, it looks great. It's like it's one of the best games ever. Now, I do want to blow smoke up this game's ass, but I swear to God, I have to get through the problems I have with this game. Yeah, I would rather get the bad stuff out of the way first. So That's number one is that the camera, oh God, Nintendo, what the fuck, yeah. fix that shit. But then comes my second problem with this game, and that is, like, it's a platforming game, but pretty much any time you come to an obstacle, you're like, how do I come past this obstacle? What am I supposed to do? And then you're like, oh, shoot it with water. That worked. Every time. Yeah, yeah, I just... It's every obstacle you come across is like, just shoot it with some water, and you're like, oh, cool, that worked. I liked, I really liked the concept of Flood and the water mechanic. I get what they were trying to do. I think he actually, I do quite enjoy the way Flood handles, particularly as a hover pack. Although I do think part of the reason they introduced him as a hover pack was because they knew the controls and the camera weren't very good. And they were like, maybe this will kind of save a little bit of yeah, face. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll give people an extra few seconds to save themselves. To readjust, yeah. But you're right. It like I do feel like at times they became too reliant on the water pack. And it was like, no matter what the problem was, it was like, you probably just have to spray it with water. Like just, yeah, and just the, spray it with water. Like, you had the problem here. Here's what I actually don't like about this game. And that I think I would do better is that throughout the game, you unlock new nozzles, but you can only use those nozzles one at a time. And you if have to find them. Uh, yeah. You have to find them. You have to find them. And fucking usually shadow Mario, I think in Isle Delfino is like carrying them and you have to shoot them. And then you have to find the boxes. If I unlock the new nozzle, just let me switch between those yeah, nozzles. Just let me use it. Fuck off. Just let me fucking use it. Why do I have to like why do I have to swap out my fucking my hover nozzle in order to use the the fast nozzle or whatever? Yeah. Like at that point, at that point I've unlocked it. So just let me use it. Yeah, if you're going to build an entire game based around the flood water pack and the water mechanic, that's cool. And then if you want to give me extra adapters to make it do different things, that's cool. It almost has a little bit of Metroid to it where you unlock new abilities and then you can get into new areas. I'm totally down yeah. with all that. But do not make me hike to one little area of the level to get the adapter to hike all the way back. Just let me hit pause and then pick the adapter that I want. Like, that's all I... You know what I mean? Like, don't make me fucking yeah. walk back and forth over and over again. Like, I, I agree with hit, that. You can hit X to go between, like, the shooting and the hovering. And it's yeah. like... That's great, but it feels like there was something else that you were supposed to put here. Yeah, I found that very, yeah. I found that frustrating. Like that didn't, like I don't have nearly the issue with that that I do with the camera, but I did find that frustrating. And actually, yeah, while we're airing grievances, I, like it's not bad, but like there's something about, and I don't even even know exactly how to explain it. Anyone that's played this game, maybe you'll understand. The controls, like not the, not the camera, but just the platforming, the way Mario jumps, the way he handles his like the parkour that Mario's become so famous for, it just it doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel this. Doesn't this feel I don't. Bad. This this I don't agree with. I to don't, be honest. dude. I, you know, like one of my my favorite, actually my favorite part in this game are the you know the worlds you go into where Bowser Jr. steals your water pack and then it does that yeah, weird kind of I, I, I actually 100% I fucking agree 100% that's the best part of this game 
Because that feels like a classic Mario level. It does, but my problem with it was, and maybe it's just because it took me a long time to get my head around the game, but like, particularly the very first one, the very first one of those you do, I probably had a game over there a dozen times. And listen, before any of you come at me with your get goods and stuff like that, if there's one series in all of video games where I'd be like, hey, I'm good. It's Mario. Like, I know (laughs) that plumber. I know how that plumber operates. And I just... There's something about the, he doesn't feel quite right. And I just, I don't know if it's because I, you know what it feels like to me is they spent so much time trying to get the water pack and the mechanics behind the water pack and all that to work that when they threw in these areas where they took the water pack away from you, they just hadn't, you know what I mean? Like it just, it felt like the controls were there, but a couple of the screws just hadn't been tightened. I don't know how else to explain it. I kind kind of get what you're saying. I like those levels more than anything else in the entire game because I think that they genuinely feel like Mario levels. I do too. But also like not finished. Yeah, they just feel a little weird, like a little... Not not quite there, like almost. Yeah, like that was... You almost had me. Because I agree, those are my favorite parts in the the game. I think they, they play like Mario levels. Only in Mario does it, like, you go from a tropical island into a cave and now you're in this weird, like, play brick thing that's floating around in outer space and no one even questions it. You're like, no, that's Mario. That makes complete sense. And I really enjoy, yeah, and I love the shit out of those levels. And frankly, after the first one, I didn't find any of them too hard, but the first one... I just was like, dude, maybe it's just I need to reprogram my my muscle memory of playing Mario. Like, maybe that's what it is. But I was like, I can't fucking beat this. And it took me so long. And I, you're right. I remember posting on Twitter, fuck this game. It'll never get an episode on our show. Kiss my ass, Mario Sunshine. Here we are. I hate it. And then I finally got my head around it. But there's just one of the reasons I love the Mario game so much is because platforming is my favorite genre. And Mario wrote the book. And it doesn't matter if it's 2D or 3D. I just know this. He's like an old friend. And I'm like, I'm going to pick this up. And within 20 minutes, I'm going to know exactly how this handles. And it's going to be perfect. And this one just didn't quite feel like that. And I think it's because they spent so much time focusing on the mechanics of the water pack, which if the camera would work, would be perfect. Well, they wanted the game to be unique, right? They didn't just want to make Super Mario 64 Part 2. Yeah. No, I agree with which that. I, which I get. Which I get. And fucking that's. That's even more apparent once you see Mario Galaxy, and uh, ultimately that game is better. But oh yeah, I still think this game's really good. But I have one more grief with it. Are you ready for it? Yeah, go. There are two points in this game where the difficulty curve is fucking ridiculous. Two fucking points, and I got I, now, I got both of them. Difficult because of the controls, or difficult because of like the game and when they were trying to make it hard. Difficulty because of the game, and I don't understand why. Because here's the thing. I'll I'll be real with you about Super Mario Sunshine. This game, real fucking easy. Real easy. It is easy. There's two points in this game where it just suddenly becomes pretty hard. I wouldn't say extremely hard, but pretty hard for no reason. And then it goes back to being easy. Number one, Serena Beach, the Manta Ray fight. What the fuck, Nintendo? Where you have to shoot the manta ray and he duplicates and then you shoot both those and they duplicate and you keep shooting. Why? Why is it so hard when the rest of the game is so easy? Yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. Yep. And like that and that part's tough. But here's the thing. There is one level that is harder than that. And that is the Pianta Village. It's the last level, so whatever. But there's this one level 
where they cover the entire level with fiery goop uh, that you can't touch without dying, and then they take your fucking flight away? I hated that level. And you have to fucking walk around to try and find these weird holes, and these weird holes you ground pound into, and you may be able to find a way towards your flood because you have to get to the center of the village. Yeah. Or you could be put in a no-win situation. Yeah, I hated it. What, dude. Nintendo? Fuck you. That, I hated that entire world. You're on this island that's covered in this lava goo, and then you have to get to like certain aspects of it, but you can't walk across the lava glue, glue and you don't have flood to spray the water. So like Brad said, you ground pound the ground in these holes, and then like classic Mario, like a cage flips around, and now you're hanging on a cage under the island and you have to get to like another hole and then go back up through it but it's so hard to tell where you have to go and it's so quick to die because once you start touching the lava then vintage mario did his big like and then starts running around like an idiot and then you touch more lava and more lava i despised that i almost quit on that level if i I I knew how close i was but i almost quit my problem my big problem with this level is that there's about 10 different holes that you can go into and maybe one of them is right. Maybe two. Yeah. yeah. And if you go into the one that is wrong, you have one option and that is kill yourself. Yeah, I agree. I found that whole fuck. world just cheap as fuck. Fuck Nintendo. Get bent on that one. It's called the Goopy Inferno. It's episode three of Piazza Village. Fucking it sucks. I feel like like they like because clearly they were like, well, let's base this whole game around the water pack. And it's like to me, it came across, especially near the end, like in that level, where they were running out of inventive ways to use yeah. the water pack. Oh, so it's they're like, like give them take the water pack away. Yeah. And it like well, it's like, yeah, and it's like, dude, you just spent the entire game teaching me to use this water pack, and now it's gone. And it's like, and this isn't even fun. Like, listen, here's a tip to everyone at Nintendo. And like, you're not going to get a ragey, angry, yelly Adam that I know some of you probably want because I refuse to do that about a Mario game that's not called Mario is Missing. But like, the cage... Mario is Missing is good, actually. Fuck you. Fuck you. you <laughs> you're banned from the Hall of Fame now, just like your brother. You're done. I, um, I, I actually like that game. Fuck you. I know, you're out of the Hall of Fame. You're both done. Done. Fucking podcast. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, I don't like climbing on the cages. I don't think anyone really enjoys that. I don't. It's not fun. The whole hanging I, from I cages it gets old incredibly fast. There's no special I don't like moves. it for one, one big reason, and that is when you're going up and down on a cage, hitting B opens up the doors, but if you're hanging from a cage, hitting a opens up. Yeah, dude, I dropped off that cage so many times just because muscle so, memory. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Me. So if you're if you're hanging and you hit B as your brain has programmed you to do, you'll just drop and die. Yeah. But if you're if you're climbing on the side and you hit B, you drop and die. But now at the same time, I feel like all of these little things, like the camera, the fucking taking away flood, giving us the mechanic or giving us the adapters instead of making us go walk across the level to get them. The, the question about where to go, the wrong controls for punching through the cage. This is what I was talking about. There's never been a Mario game that just screams for a remake and a re-release like this one, you know, and they've got to fix this thing. So here's the thing. And this is, 
I and I never thought of this until I played it again. I feel like one of the reasons that Nintendo released this game that, that in the first place with Flood and everything is because they were trying to show off the analog triggers in this on the on the GameCube controller. Because a I lot agree of with that. because if you do if you've never played it or maybe it's been a long time since you played it, uh, most games, particularly back then, had the left and right triggers and you'd push them and they would do whatever it is they do. And the GameCube analog triggers are like the analog joysticks where they're they're touch. So when you're using your water pack, if you just barely push the analog trigger, it only sprays a little bit of water. When you hold it all the way down, then he opens up the floodgates and just lets it go crazy. And if they were to re-release this game on the Nintendo Switch, which hopefully by the time you guys are hearing this, they've announced it. I really hope that they do. Those the the analog triggers on the Switch are, are the the shoulder triggers on the Switch aren't analog. So they would have to find a way to adjust how hard the water sprays out of them because you can't you know slowly creep those an, the the triggers down you have to push them down or release them and it's like well if they're gonna go into the mechanics and reprogram flood to either make them work or not work then the camera is absolutely easy fixable is, is easily fixable and things like the button you have to use to punch through a cage is very easily totally. fixable and all it needs are those little things this is what i'm talking about tighten the screws this thing is a piece of ikea furniture that's built but nothing's been tightened and it's just gonna fall apart all we need nintendo to do is go into this bad boy tighten up these screws give us a re-release and then maybe then at that point if you want to be a sunshine hater then you're just closed-minded and you hate on sunshine right now there's legitimate reasons to hate on this game if they go through and just tighten up all these little things there's no more reason to hate on this game because then it becomes a lot of fun which brings me yeah which brings me into like the positive no no wait okay there is one more reason to hate on it and there's uh, quite frankly there's there's no way they can fix it without rewriting the game this game introduces Bowser Jr. Oh, dude, fuck off. It's good, though. No, it's not. I, it's you're good. never no, going to convince is, me. It is good the way they introduce him. No, because all they had to do... <laughs> All they had to do was make, if you want to make this paint Mario and Mario's being framed to be the bad guy, why couldn't like Kamek have the mag- the magician, the magic Koopa just invented this guy? Why does that little shit, why couldn't it have been the Koopa kids? There's my problem. If you want an angry Adam to come out and you want me to start yelling, I didn't want to make it happen on a Mario game. What's but the here, pro- no, 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 I, no, no what's here the problem. What's the problem? What do you not like about Bowser Jr.? He's just Bowser. No, here we go. All right, listen, here's the problem Hit with Bowser. With no, no, here's the problem with Bowser Jr. You have seven Koopa kids that are fucking awesome that we all like that we all thought were really cool concepts that all had different this personalities Wait, you let good. me finish you let me finish this is my fucking show and you've already been kicked oh, into the hall of fame fuck. because you're one of the McHughes you just listened for two seconds Bowser Jr. is just a half-assed knockoff of Bowser it turns out oh he's Bowser's son well then one of the seven Koopa kids that you said were his kids in Mario 3 I don't know those are just other Koopas that came around we all want to it's, it's fucking it's fucking uh, what is it it's slave work, work dude it's uh what's the word I'm looking for uh workshop no nope that's not it it's, sweatshop it's, that's what it is it's fucking bowser running a sweatshop it's inexcusable it's a huge problem with me i never have liked bowser jr i've been adamant about it since day one and when mario 64 came out it's not my biggest gripe with mario 64 but and i don't think i was alone in this i was disappointed the koopa kids weren't there i was like well where are the koopa kids because we had them in mario 3 we had them in super mario world I was like, oh, well, hopefully they'll come back in the next one. And then in the next one, you just introduce this new character who talks like an idiot and wears a bib and runs around painting things and thinks that Princess Peach is his mommy. Mario again! It really bothers me. The only, like, it was just like, like, I hate to shit on Mario Odyssey, but the fact that they introduced those four stupid bunnies instead of the Koopa oh, Kids I, fucking I don't irritated. like that. 
To me, the Bowser Jr. is almost as bad as those bunnies. I was like, don't give me Bowser Jr. Give me the Koopa Kids. So that's a big problem for me. And you can fix all the controls. You can fix the mechanics. You can make the game run great. And I'm going to like it. If they release a new version of it on Mario or on the Nintendo Switch and they clean up all the controls and everything, I'm going to like it very much. I'll probably give it a 9 out of the 10. And I'll be like, yeah, Mario Sunshine is dope. But you'll never really convince like me that Bowser Jr. was the way to go. I just hate him. I hate him beyond words and the fact that this well, is where he and you fight him a lot in this game you have to lot. fight him in every level dude the consistent having to chase him and just spray him with water until he falls down and gives you what he has fucking irritates me to no end i thought that was I, so I actually lame. i agree with that also because it's like with the boss fight you can essentially not lose Oh, it's just annoying. Every time you fight Bowser Jr. In any video game, if you put something in where I have to run around and do something and there's no way for me to lose, it's just, I uh, just keep doing it till I get it right. I'm like, this is, there's no point to this. This Honestly, uh, this is, this is would, why you don't like Mario's Missing, my guy. Oh, fuck you. God, that game sucks. It's not <laughs> even a game. But anyway, so that's my other big gripe. And I had to get it out. I just, I almost forgot about it. And I was like, I've been waiting to fucking rant about Bowser Jr. I hate that character but here, so here's the much. Thing. Here's the thing, is that Bowser Jr. may not be my favorite character. He's not my favorite character. But I kind of like the Shadow Mario alter ego that he has. Okay, but like, like with the... But like, the, like, I love Shadow Mario and the fact that there's like a Mario running around framing him. I think that's rad. I just don't get why it has to be Bowser. Like, why does Bowser Jr. become this fucking thing? I actually, to be honest, I don't know why Bowser had to be in this game at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know why this couldn't have just been a different thing. I agree. You know what, honestly, dude, and I think some other people are gonna agree. You know what I think would have been fucking sick is if they had brought Wart back. Like if they had yeah. been like this whole thing was a bad dream on his trip. Like it turns out Mario's just awake on the beach or something like that. Yeah. And or, it had or been he's, he's sleeping on the plane. If ah, uh, if I had found it at the end of the game that Wart had been behind all this, just like in Super Mario Brothers two, and it was all just a dream. I would have gotten so hard. Like that would have been like, that's what I'm talking about. That's storytelling. But anyway, it's not a game breaker. I just, I had to get my, it's my fucking yeah. show and I, and I hate Bowser I Jr. And I had to get it out there. The the problem that I have with this game is that Bowser Jr. Is sort of like the main villain forefront. And then like eight minutes before the end of the game, they're like, Oh, and yeah, it's a, it's a Mario game. So you know what that means? Here's Bowser, and you're like, yeah. ah. Yeah, I agree. And, and he's talking, he's talking. I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that he's like, he's like, Junior, I have something difficult to explain to you. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. I hate it. He's my favorite character in all of gaming ever is Bowser. And it's like, don't make him this like coherent talking Yeah, I fucking I didn't like that at all. Quite frankly, I agree with you. As much as I adore he's like, the he's man. Like, he's like Hey Mario, come on into the green water. It's it, the water's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's green. I'm, I'm not gonna go in there. I never even thought of that, but you're right. He had no reason to even <laughs> be in this game, which like pains me to say. But yeah, there was no reason for him to be there. Like, I agree. Like with that. the last boss of the game should have been Bowser Jr. because he was the villain of the game. Bowser just shows up at the end and is like, "I've been pissing in this hot tub for months," and you're like, <laughs> "Weird." <laughs> But now that said, I mean, I feel like we got our gripes out of the way. Um, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to be. I'm ready love. to be nice. Yeah. Like the game. Like you, I would like to start there. Like you said, this game 
Dude, this game is almost 20 years old. I'm playing it on an old TV within a, like an older TV, not a CRT TV, but like an older TV mm-hmm. with a cheap adapter to make my GameCube work on it. Uh, and this, this game still looks like fantastic. Amazing. Fucking incredible. What a great looking game. Here's what I like about this game is it genuinely reminds me of what a tropical vacation is like. Yeah, this game legitimately feels like a tropical vacation. Which, like, which, like, I'm about, I'm about to give it one more criticism, and I swear to God, it's the last one because I actually really like this game. I don't know if I like that all of the levels have the same theme. You like that they're all like the resort. They're all tropical. Yeah, they're all tropical themed, and it's like that's fun. Mario's on vacation, but I don't know. Like in Mario 64, you had like a fucking freezy peak. That's Banjo Kazooie. That's my bad, but. You have like like an ice level, and then the next level is like fucking some weird level where you're in a weird box. You know, like I don't know what to think about that because I agree with you that like the levels do all start to feel pretty similar, but at the same time, together. Like I've, I mean, we've both played a ton of Mario levels. Like I usually hate the ice level. I usually don't like the desert level. Like because they're always the same. You know what I mean? So like, part of me liked the fact that they were like, no, you know what? We have this new uh decor we got this whole new setting let's just leave it tropical the whole way part of like i get what you're saying and part of me is like you could have done something different but at the same time part of me is like it was nice to not have a nice level because i fucking hate ice levels you know they did a pretty good job of making sure let's go through each of the levels they did a pretty good job of making sure each of the levels was pretty different this show is sponsored by better help podcasting is a weird job because i talk to you nerds all the time Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. Um, Bianca Hills, that's like your first level. It's a classic first level, just like green hill zone shit. You know what I love about that level is right at the very beginning, you go up the hill and then there's the path down to the water. And if you spray the water and then do the run jump dash thing, you slide down the hill on your stomach. I do it every time. I fucking love that. Every time I slide down that hill. it's, It's like, here's the thing is that like, while I don't know if the camera is great in this game, the controls are. Like hit or miss. I, I like, and, and like, especially because this game added like the, uh, the belly slide, do, which yeah. I used, 
a lot. Yeah, I love the belly slide. I love the belly, the belly slide, slide. Is the belly slide is great. It doesn't have the long jump like Mario sixty four or Mario Galaxy have, but it does have the belly slide, and the belly slide makes the game so much more fun. Uh, I I often wonder, you know, like if Mario would have like a horrific and bloody rash from the fucking belly slide. Yeah, I've thought that too, that he like just jumps yeah. onto this concrete and I'm like, dude, I get that there's water there, but like, that's not a slip and slide, Matt. That's like concrete. <laughs> dude, that's you, like jagged. You ground. look unhappy. You yeah. look unhappy doing this. And so I really like that aspect of the game. Um, and like the, like the belly slide is probably the biggest thing I love about this game. I also love the blue coin mechanic where you collect the 10 blue coins to trade them in for a shine sprite. And that's great, but, but this game is really weird because the idea of this game, because like in Mario 64 and Mario Galaxy and Mario Odyssey, you're collecting a certain amount of stars to get to certain points of the game, whereas this game doesn't do that. This game just says, okay, here's seven levels, which by the way is too few, far too few. Yeah, but I mean, but going back to your point of how all the levels are very similar, I think they might have been could, like, we're out of ideas. Like, what the f- like? We did. You're you're in the hotel. You're at the resort. You're on the beach. You're at the amusement park. You're at like the town near the resort. They might have been well, like, so, Fuck, so, so much so that there's two levels that are called beach. There's Galato Beach and there's Serena Beach, and it's like okay, clearly they ran about uh, out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll talk about Serena Beach in a minute because I actually really do want to go into Serena Beach because that one's interesting. But the point is, is that the idea is that you have to go into each one of these levels and you have to defeat Bowser Jr. in each one of these levels, which is the seventh shine sprite in each given level, which means the eighth shine sprite in every level is fucking optional and you don't have to do it. And it's always the hardest one. So who gives a shit? Yeah, like I, I, I always I find that very odd. Like I have no like I mean that's that's become the standard since Mario sixty four is like a level has six eight ten whatever stars and you only have to get a certain amount to move on. Uh, and I have no problem with that mechanic. That's just gaming now. But like I found it so odd that each level had eight signs and you had to get seven. Like it just was you like you get seven from each because like in Mario sixty four it's like you could get one from each level. And then you could get seven from the next level and you'd be fine. Yeah, I just found it. But in this one, you have to get seven from every fucking level or else you might as well not even play the game. Yeah, and I found that so weird. I was like, so I have to get seven of the eight? I was like, so I don't have to get the eighth one, but I have to get practically? I was like, either make it the full eight or make it like, make it where I have to get like four. And then if I want to get the rest. The problem with that is that not only does it make the eighth shine sprite, um not important to get and like completely optional but it actually makes every single additional shine sprites optional so like when you're in isle delfino and you're getting shine sprites around isle delfino you don't have to do that it's just there yeah i didn't i stopped because i just wanted to get yeah, it over. I, yeah i did too i got like 10 in isle delfino and then i'm like i'm wasting my time because i know how this game works so what's the motivation to get the ones? Is it just to make the fucking, cause the game starts off really dark and the more shine sprites you get, the lighter the game gets. Yeah. Is it just to make the game lighter? Like, I don't think I give a shit enough. No, like that was and like, but again, like, and I'm sorry guys, as I know we said we were going to do positive and we're back on negative again, but like, that's yeah, like, yeah. to me, that's like, that's what hurts me about this game is this is the only Mario game I haven't hundred percented. And I was like, I just don't want to. 
Like I just yeah, don't, don't want to play these levels anymore. And I'm I, I actually I actually do agree with that. Like uh, like I said, it's the worst of the Mario platformers. That being said, I still think it's a great game. It's a great game. It's just like it does have these black marks that the other Mario platformers just don't have. Yeah, it's just a weird game. And like I don't know. And like that seven stars thing is weird. And I'm <laughs> well. It was it was made in a time where Nintendo was being very experimental. Like this came out the same year as Metroid Prime, which is the most experimental game I can think of. Dude, the whole GameCube, the whole GameCube is just like that can like I love the GameCube. I know most Nintendo purists love the GameCube, but it's like that controller's weird. The system looks like a lunchbox. The the games are mini CDs instead of full CDs like the other N- systems Nintendo are. Nintendo wanted to see Nintendo wanted to see what they could get away with with the game. Yeah, like I it, think it launched with a Luigi game. Like yeah, <laughs> like yeah, people yeah. need to remember that the GameCube didn't launch with this. The GameCube launched with Luigi's Mansion, and I feel which like that. A, which, which is a three-hour game, and I won't get into Luigi's Mansion, but I actually think that game sucks. But yeah, I, I like I, yeah, I like this game way more than Luigi's I like this Mansion. game better too. But I do feel like this is that's another thing that went against Mario Sunshine, which I think is unfair. Like considering all the things we have slammed on it, I think that Mario Sunshine is still a good game with a great concept. And one of the one of the things that went against it that I feel is just not right is because the GameCube launched with Luigi's Mansion, there were a lot of people that were like, Yeah, okay, like whatever, that's cute, but like give us our Mario game. Like we want the next Mario sixty four. And then when it came out, it was like, Oh yeah, it's not really anything like Mario sixty four. And people were just like, Well, this isn't Mario. Like he's he's at a what? Like he's on a he's at a resort with a water pack. Like I like and I feel like <laughs> it, like people were waiting and waiting for a Mario. Like if there had been just for argument's sake, say that like the launch title had been Mario's Mansion, and then this game had come out, I feel like people wouldn't be as hard on this game because they would have gotten their Mario game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree with that. If like if it hadn't been a Luigi's game, Luigi's Mansion, and yeah. then like this was. And like Mario's Mansion was like the opener, and then this was sort of just like a, like a oh, in case you didn't get enough, here's some more Mario. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this would have been the the GameCube's Yoshi's Island, where it's like a sequel, yeah. but it's weird. I just feel like the hype was so through the roof because everybody wanted the sequel to Mario sixty four, and then this game was just so different and weird. I, well, I gotta I, be to honest be, with to you be, guys. To be fair, to be fair though, I actually like. Like I want to go through each of the levels because I actually really like this game. Oh, I know. Yeah, like I, I, I like the levels. It's just and I love. I actually love the boss fights in this game, with the exception of one, which we'll talk about in a second here. But the boss fights in this game, like Petey Piranha, that's a great boss fight. That's a very fun boss fight. You got to fill him full of water, and then you got to ground pound him. Perfect blooper. Great boss fight. I like. Gotta, the, I really like the blooper boss fight a lot. Yeah, you got to squish his tentacles. You have to fight him three fucking times, but whatever. Yeah, you squish his tentacles. You pull him. You pull off the tentacles. It's really barbaric and fucked up. It's fun though. Yeah, I agree with that. I like that fight. The the PD Piranha flight. Like, I wanted to like it. I found like the controls really hindered it, but I like the concept behind it of filling him up with water and weighing him down and then slamming yeah. him. It just the controls irritated me, but I love the blooper fights. Oh, so I, I let's. I, I want to go through each of the levels each because I want to. I want to gush on some of the levels. Like Bianca Hills is fine. Whatever Rico Harbor is great because there's like the surfing levels, which are really fun. Um, there's the surfing levels, and then there's also like the levels where you have to create new fruits with Yoshi, and Yoshi's in this game. We haven't even mentioned that yet. Oh, uh, we don't have to talk um, about him. Yoshi, Yoshi's in this game, and here's here's the thing about Yoshi that confuses me about this game. Why is his power vomiting? 
I know, like legitimate puke, like whatever. It's like it's him eats, just like he pukes up that color. Like he, he eats like a fucking pineapple, and then like five seconds after eating the pineapple, he's like, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's your move, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't mind that. Whatever. I fucking hate Yoshi but, so much, but anyway, yeah, he's here. So so yeah, so Rico Harbor is probably one of my favorite levels. Um, but then comes the third level, which is definitely my favorite level. And this is Gelato Beach. And this is like the one that's like the most chill, the most fun, the most just like very simple and silly. It's just a beach. And they have this giant sandbird egg. And you got to hatch the sandbird egg, sandbird egg. And then you get to go into the sandbird egg and collect the, four, the, the eight coins. And it's just a very simple and very fun. Then you get to Piana, Piana Park or whatever, Piana Park. And that's like the amusement park. The concept is so good. It's an yeah. amusement park. It's an amusement park on a, on a fucking uh, uh, tropical island. Great. Yeah, that, that should awesome. have been the best level in the game. But the fuck, there's so many assets. There's so many fucking assets that get in the camera's way that annoy the shit out of me in that level that I can't say it's a good level. Yeah. Can't say it. Uh, after that is Serena Beach. And Serena Beach is the one that's like Luigi's Mansion, essentially. I don't yeah, mind this one, actually. I fucking hated that level. That was the one where you spent really? that whole time in that fucking hotel. Yeah, I don't I mind this one. I don't... Level. There's one called Mysterious Hotel Delfino, and I hate that one because it's like you got to go through the bathroom window to get pineapples, to get Yoshi. Oh, that's, and that's like the level I hate. That's the one I hate. That one sucks. Yeah, I'll give you that one. And then eventually you end up in the attic, and it's like, how the fuck would I ever know to go here? Yeah, yeah, there's, I agree. And that, there's actually two examples of that in this game, and the other one's in Pina Park, and it's like one where it's like, you have to unlock an orange Yoshi specifically, which you can only get by eating pears, and then go to the merry-go-round. How the fuck would a kid figure that out? Apparently I did, but how the fuck did a kid figure that out? Yeah, I agreed. I fucking despise that level. Yeah. Then comes my least favorite level in the entire game, and that's Noki Bay. Fuck Noki Bay forever, dude. Is that the one with the lava? No, that's I, I Pianta Village. See, now here's... but here, Okay, and I'm going to let you continue, but this is one of the I'm so conflicted on this because I, I like that they didn't just do the classic grassland desert land water land ice land I get it but it's like dude I literally played this game two months ago and I'm like they're all the same like it's just it's all just, I agree it's all the same Noki Bay is this weird valley type level where you're like um there's a waterfall that you have to climb like seven times Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and here's like, I actually, I actually don't mind this level, but there's one in this level that I just fucking hate playing. It's not necessarily hard; it's just stupid. And it's one where like this eel comes out of the water, and he's got really bad teeth, and you gotta fucking clean his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Fucking stupid, and it's annoying. It's I don't hate like it's not hard; it's just annoying. But the rest of the level is fine. You find like all these secret pathways in the walls, and like that's fun. Yeah, um, but, and then you like you have all these weird like fucking uh, side characters. Like like my favorite side character in this game is two P Piantasimo. Do you know this guy? The guy that you have to race. He's like Koopa the Quick yeah. in this game, but yeah. he's got a weird Pianta mask. Fucking love this guy because every time I get to a two Piantasimo level, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be 
really fucking easy. Yeah, yeah. That's going to take me 30 seconds. But you know what I hated about that? Because now I know what level you're talking about. You know what I hated about that level is, again, this comes back to the chasing around baby Mario and spraying him with no real penalty. I hated that you had to climb that fucking mountain. And then if you screwed up with the grad controls and that stupid camera and you fell, unless you hit the little bit of land that was down there, you didn't even die. You just fell in the water. And then I had to fucking start all over again. And it was well, like, and Bowser ah. Jr., like, once you, once you get to the top of the waterfall, Bowser Jr. jumps the fuck off, and you're like, where are you going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Why are you killing yourself? Uh, I will say, though, I thought that was one of the best-looking levels in the game. It was I gorgeous. Agree. It just irritated me. Fucking irritated this game, me. I think that might be, like, the big thing with this game is that it's a great-looking game. I also think Serena Beach looks great. Pianta Park looks great unless the camera's fucking with you. Yeah. Rico Harbor is probably the best looking game in this in, or the best looking level in this I, entire I agree game. with that 100%. I thought like that level I, was gorgeous. I, it's, it's probably also the most fun. Yeah, I agree. I, with I, like, that I think too. Rico Harbor is like the shit. Yeah. I love, the, like, I like, love the blooper surfing. I fucking love doing that. Yeah, like, like, like that is fun. That is fun. And like that's the content I'm looking to do. If like if you're gonna give me a Mario in the in the tropics game, let me surf. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That is the most fun part of the game. Here's what you shouldn't let me do. Uh be a dentist. I don't know, Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know. That that doesn't scream fucking that doesn't fucking scream yeah. uh uh fucking a tropical paradise to me. And during this time of like pandemic and all that shit, being in a in a tropical in a tropical environment was actually kind of nice. Yeah, dude. It, I'm telling you guys, like I know that we like. I mean, we're gonna wrap this thing up soon. This has been a long fucking podcast too. <laughs> I don't. I know that we've repeated ourselves so much, but like I'm telling you guys, I don't know what episode this is gonna go live. Probably around 120 ish. I don't like. I've never been more. Uh, conflicted on a video game because I'm like, yeah, I support them taking a chance. I support them it's trying fun. something new. I absolutely agree with you that this game looks so nice. It feels like a like you feel warm playing it. It feels like a summer vacation. I love the flood mechanic, but I'm like, I well, hate and, that and every with, level is with, the same. I hate that the controls don't work. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this game. I don't. Know. I, I hate. I hate that every solution is the same. It's like, what do I do here? Oh, spray with water. Get, get done. Um, but like, I do think that this game is technically really, really fun because the controls are so good. The controls are so good that it almost like, I don't want to say tricks you into thinking it's fun because I do think it's fun. It just like the controls are so good and that the, the, the visuals are so good that the game is basically like ignore my flaws. See, but and that's- I'm like, I'm. I'm trying hard. That's the fascinating thing about this discussion. And I don't know if this has ever happened on the show. I feel like the, I feel the exact opposite. I'm like, no, I, because you're like the good controls trick you into thinking the game is better than it is. And I'm like, no, I think the game is better than the fucking bad controls will let me experience. Like, it's so weird that <laughs> you and I are yin and yanging this thing. Cause I'm like, no, I this think is, this is the complete opposite. Like, yeah. I, I, think, I agree. I, like, I think the game control is great. It's uh, just the camera sucks. Fucking controls. It just Mario doesn't handle right. He handles like he's drunk. He's on holidays. It feels like he's maybe had a couple puffs 
or something but, on this like tropical but island. The hover, but the hover mechanic helps with that. Yes, but I like, think. but it, but like, this isn't Nintendo's first dance. Like, I shouldn't need a hover. That's just <laughs> yeah, I, like, all right. It's just so funny to me. I don't think it's ever happened that we're both like, no, the game's almost really good, and we both think it looks nice, and we both like the concept. But one of us is like, it's really fun. The controls just don't work, and the other one of us is like, the controls are tight. I just wish it was more fun. That's just so odd to me. Yeah, like, it's it's very it's very backwards. It is very backwards. And then especially like Corona Mountain, like that's the final level in the game. And like some challenge would be nice. Yeah, I agree with and that. And I get like uh, like Corona Mountain is the easiest fucking level in the entire game and it's the last one. Yeah. Some just, challenge might be nice. I'm just looking right now, like, okay. No, I was going to say, like, because I don't, I mean, you guys know this isn't one of those podcasts where I do a ton of homework and I know who all the developers and the research and all that kind of stuff was. But I was like, we all know that Shigeru Miyamoto is the man behind Mario and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah he I, had something to do with this. For yeah, sure. but that's what I just wanted to check. I was like, maybe Miyamoto took this off. Maybe he was on like, a like Miyamoto at the very least looked at this and was like, that's it. That's the game. Yeah, it looks like he was the guy. Uh, it's just, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm running out of things to say. Like, we're gonna score this thing soon. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we got to cover it. I've never like, part of I me, like it. part of me is like angry. Adam wants to come out and just yell about all the things that don't work. But then part of me is like, no, it's Mario. I fucking love Mario. You're never yelling at him on this show because it's Mario. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that I think I'm I, I think I'm kinder to this game because this was the first GameCube game I bought. And not only that, but this is a true story, 100%. My brother, who is a former Hall of Famer, Mark McHugh. Former Hall um, of Famer. Bought the game and bought the GameCube. And it came with the controller, but the GameCube never came with a memory card. Right. And so we had to wait two weeks until allowance came back in before we could get a memory card. So I played the first like two levels of this game, Bianca Hills and Rico Harbor over and over <laughs> and over again. And so like my heart is like, I love these levels, but my brain is like, I don't know how well designed they are. I get that dude. I never even thought of that. This would have been the first, because, I mean, I know the Nintendo 64 had some memory cards that plugged into the back of the controllers, but they were also cartridges. So, like, you had your save yeah, files and, on the and, cartridges. And, and they were optional. Time. Yeah. Like, you're right. This was the first Nintendo system with a memory card. It was the only Nintendo system with a memory card, other than those weird Nintendo yeah. 64 ones. And, yeah, that would have been a total mind fuck too, to not have a memory card. I um, Yeah, and we, we didn't even know we had to buy a memory card at the time. Because, like, at, on N64, there was, like, two games you needed a memory card for. It was, like, Tony Hawk and... yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the other one is. Uh, I, I, you know what? Maybe just Tony Hawk. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember ever using my memory card. I remember having one. I don't remember ever using it. Yes, this... we had the Tony Hawk on memory card, but like other than that, like we didn't fuck with the memory card. And so when we bought the GameCube, we were like, perfect. We have the game. We have the GameCube. We have the controller. What else do we need? And then they, and then we were like, you need a memory card. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, like. You know what I like? You know what? Okay, this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna sum this thing up on, and we're gonna score it. Mario okay. Sunshine is such a weird game. Like, if you didn't know what console this game was on from Nintendo's history, but you knew all the consoles, and I had to be like, "What game do you think this is on?" 
the only system that this game makes sense on is the fucking GameCube. weirdo GameCube. Like it's, it's the just fucking GameCube. It has to be the GameCube. It this fits same... in with the GameCube so perfectly. This is the, this is a fucking console that launched with Luigi's Mansion, which is like we mentioned that earlier. But like, what a fucking weird game. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Luigi's Mansion fan, but I know some people are. Um, but like, what a weird game. And then from there. Like even like even like the the big Zelda game on GameCube was weird. Wind Waker, yeah, it's a weird Zelda game. The, game. the GameCube is so loaded up with weird games, and so it just fits so perfectly that this would be beautiful. The Mario Joe, game what a fucking weird game, dude! Fucking weird system. I love the GameCube. I um, also love the GameCube, but it's weird. Okay, we're gonna score this, and I just want to state for the record, as I've already said, I am praying that by the time that these voices are in your guys' ears, we know that there's a Mario Sunshine remake coming to the Switch because I desperately want to give it the credit it deserves and give it a real replay with controls that fucking work. But all that said, uh, you have to get seven shines in each level to keep this game going. So we're going to go out of seven. What would you give Mario Sunshine on the Nintendo GameCube? I'm going to give it five. I know that's a little generous, but like I actually do think this game is fun and I like the flood mechanic. It's just, I do have these gripes that I pointed out, you know, I'm playing it as an adult. Cause like the whole idea when you were like, do you want to come on the show and talk Mario Sunshine? I was like, absolutely. Yes. I'm going to blow the smoke out this game's ass. But then I played through the game again. And I'm like, oh no, I have so many complaints. Yeah. That's, oh no. Fuck. Part of me wants to give this game a six and part of me wants to give this game like a three. And I'm like, and I don't no, give know. It a, give it a five. Give it a five. Give, come on. Yeah. It's stay with that, me here. It's in that like five-ish it's yeah in, it's a, it's a, it's like it's like it's not a bad game no but it's not a great game either hold my hand on this give it a five yeah it's a five it's almost great i know listen he, hold, I he know, held my hand guys he held I, my hand i know there are listeners to this that love this game you guys have tweeted at me that you love when i went on my angry rants while i was playing it on twitter people were tweeting at me like i love mario i'm glad that you all love listen I, i'm mario i love mario he's my guy without him the guy. show wouldn't exist i need mario I just, I really am just, for the love of God, Nintendo, just clean this bad boy up, tighten the screws, drop it out again, and just shove it up all the haters' ass and just show us what this game could have been. We'll look past the technical problems it had on the GameCube if you just give it to us again and just give it to us the way you envisioned it and just make it good. Like, just do it, please. Can you imagine this game with the camera controls and visual style of Mario Odyssey? Dude, I'd come. Yeah, okay. Uh, (laughs) Well, that's it. No, Uh, no, I get it, dude. I would be all over it. I would be all over it. Um, I'm I'm into exactly what I just described. I think, think, and you know what? Again, we're recording this August 20th. We don't know what's coming. I think we're going to get it. I just... Mario, Nintendo needs games for the holidays. The GameCube games seem to have just been forgotten till the ends of time. I think we get this new All-Stars pack that's been rumored, and we get Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. And if, when, and if we do, I would just be the happiest kid in school. I do, God, do I hope think, it happens. Do you think, though, that with that package, we get Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 or just Mario Galaxy? I, want, I don't know. I mean, I'd be happy with just one. I would love it if we gave us both. I'm almost half tempted to say that we get Mario 64, Mario Sunshine in their own pack, and then the Galaxies in their own pack, so they could sell them to us for more money. But I don't. I'm and not you sure. know what? The thing is, I'd pay for it. Both oh, times. I would. I would buy them all in a heartbeat. No doubt in my mind. I'd buy them all in a heartbeat. You know what? Listen, for all the shit I've talked about this game today, even if they literally didn't change anything and just dropped it on the Switch, and we're like, yeah, the camera still doesn't work and it's still backwards and all this stuff, I'd probably buy it. Anyways. Eighty bucks. I'd buy it anyways because it's Mario. Eighty and bucks, I'm a and you're like. 
that's it for me. Yeah. The problem is, the problem is, is that I think Nintendo knows I would pay eighty dollars for each of these four games. Oh, Nintendo! Like, Nintendo knows what Mario's worth. That's why you can't yeah, get a Mario game on sale ever. Nintendo knows goddamn well what their franchises. Yeah, are worth. I like. I think the only Mario game that goes on sale is Mario and Rabbits. And to be on, to be for to be to be honest. That's unfortunate because that's like one of the fucking best ones. Goddamn right. And that's how we're going to end this show right there before we have a chance to say anything else because I know my buddy Chris is listening to this and he hates Mario Rabbids and I don't want him to just have to fucking think about that until the next episode Mario Rabbids kicks ass. Chris, it's a fucking good game. Yeah. Good. Bradley, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. No problem, Adam. Any, literally anytime. I'm sorry I got pretty drunk. (laughs) No, it's all good. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Cheers. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Bradley, thank you so much for talking Mario Sunshine with me and every single person out there that can hear my voice in their ears right now. Thank you for listening to the show. I really, really appreciate it. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please consider supporting me on Patreon. It's only two bucks. I made it as cheap as I could. You get a ton of extra stuff, podcast shout outs, ability to submit comments, early access, and it helps me out more than you could possibly imagine for just $2. Also, check me out on Twitch. I stream every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can find us at Member the Game on Twitch. Not Remember, Member the Game. And if you just hit me with a quick follow over there, it's free. You'll see whenever I'm online. I love chatting with people. You can come by, break my balls, and laugh at me while I make an ass of myself playing video games. Uh, and that's going to do it. That'll do it for this week's episode, you guys. We'll be back Friday with early access or Monday with regular access with Game Patch 4.0 where we'll be talking the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, hopefully some PlayStation 5 info and whatever else Nintendo has going on. I'll be back on Sunday with Expansion Pass, which we'll be reviewing the new Battletoads video game. And I'll be back next week with episode 115 to Remember the Game, which will be the second edition of our Revisited series where we go back and look at some of the games we talked about in the early days of the podcast. I'll let you guys know what game is coming up there very soon. Thanks for listening, you guys. Take it easy, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I just simply could not produce all the content I'm producing without the support over there. And I'd like to take a thank. I would like to take a quick moment. God, I fucked that up every week. I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us for just two dollars at Patreon.com/slash Remember the Game. So a ginormous thank you to Aaron Cuphall, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Sh- Adam O'Shirello, Alex, Alex Martinez, Andre, Andrew Halifchuk, Andrew Wright, Andy Baker, another stupid monkey, April Zane, Batter Barhu. Bearded XP, Ben Buyu, Ben Busha, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Ransom, Bullfrog, Charlie M, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Kilcup, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Curtis White, Dan T, Dario Omen, Dave L, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, Desert Tortoise, Duhow, Doug Dorn, Dustin L, Dylan, Eric Kennard, Evan Refuse, Fraser Burns, Gary C, Jin and Chris, James Clark, Jason Adams, Jason Cortez, Jeff Johnson from Game on G on T, GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, 
Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegan Wilson, Kevin Chicholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Cryptovox, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon Napskog, Les Winan, Lord Egbert, Luca, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Michael Mathis, Michael Hegg, Miklos Blackshaw, Miles Bring Back Retro, Mr. Nick, Nathan W., Nick Sills, No Juan Cares, Rex, Robert Fuchsia, Robert L., Rome 21, Ryan White, Scott Brooks, Scott V., Sean Razine, Sharonic, Slick Rick, Stupid Monkey, The Bevins Girls, The T Word, Todd, Tony, Travis, Tyler, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Mark Jones, Nathan Tremblay, Alan C., Andre SJA Flash, Tom, Brian Medeiros, Ashley Cronenbitter, Doxer, and Danny Vega. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. You guys are the best. Take it easy, and I'll talk to you again soon. 